Westchester Talk Radio is broadcasting live. News, trends, and more. No one knows Westchester County better than we do. We are Westchester Talk Radio. Good day to you. Welcome to Westchester Talk Radio, westchestertalkradio.com. I'm John Marino, produced by Shock Creative. We are, and we are made possible by Robeson Oil, the house that service built by Lipolis Electric. Don't be left in the dark. Get Lipolis by Hightower Westchester, managing your wealth to a fiduciary standard by White Plains Hospital, also by Michael Labriola, landscape design and construction of Armonk, and by Tompkins Mayapack Bank. Here on the Sports Report, we are joined by the fifth of our five upcoming inductees to the Westchester Sports Hall of Fame, Wednesday, November 17th, the class of 2021, to be inducted into immortality over at the Glen Island Harbor Club in New Rochelle. And now we are joined by Joan Spedafino, Joan Spedafino, legendary softball coach at Rye Neck High School, Joan Spedafino. First of all, congratulations. Secondly, I see you are decked out in Rhineck Panthers colors, both with what you are wearing and you have the logo up on the wall. You're a Sound Shore lifetime native, I guess. You didn't go to Rhineck High, but you grew up in the area. I did. I went to Mamaroneck High School, actually. So I am a, a, a native, a long-term person. Um, I actually went to Holy Trinity, which is in Mamaroneck for eight years, and then um, Fortunately, went to Maronick High School and then um, went to Pace University, graduated with my education degree. But when I was a senior at Pace, I started coaching at Rhineck. So I was so fortunate to um, the next year get a teaching job in Rhineck and the rest is history. So you were, you were coaching softball already at Rhineck when you were over at Pace? I was. I was. I was actually, I was hired to do the JV basketball first. And then um, in the spring, they asked me to do the softball. And then I coached varsity basketball for over 10 years. Um, so, you know, it's great. That's your real background, your first sport really where is. you started, basketball. And you just didn't start. You set all kinds of records here in Westchester for men and women alike, as it turned out. You're a real trailblazer, no doubt about that. Thank you. Yeah. So tell us about your basketball days over at Mamaroneck High School, which, by the way, Ryan Neck is within, it's not in Rye, it's within the confines of Mamaroneck, the north end of Mamaroneck off Boston Post Road, right before you get into Rye. Right. Um, you know, I was really fortunate with with, that, with all my sports in Mamaroneck. I had great coaches, great people around me. Um, I was a freshman, I made the team, and then the third or fourth game into the season, the varsity coach pulled me up and... Um, you know, the the rest is, is really history. Um, you know, I, I um, was on a, with a great group of girls. Back then, we um, were in the finals against Mount Vernon at County Center. Um, so that was in the late 70s. And um, yes, yeah, so I did hold the boys and girls scoring record for 18 years. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, and this is my grandmother, and I'm quoting my Irish grandmother. Um, when I played, they didn't have the three-point line. And that's exactly where I right. always shot. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that makes your accomplishment even more amazing at that time. Right. But, no three points, no three point shots at that time. It was a really great time in my life and it was very exciting. And, um, you know, my mother and father and my grandmother were at every game, which was always so special. You weren't even at that time just from an offensive standpoint on the court. First of all, what position did you play? I was the center. You were the center. And secondly, at that time, 
the way basketball is today at every level, a center, a power forward, a four, a five, have to be able to handle the ball to some extent and to shoot even a three-point shot here and there. you got to be able to make. Back in those days, longer shooting, longer range shooting was not coached. It was more about getting the ball to the inside to someone like you. Mm -hmm. And the great thing, the girls that I played with, we all grew up playing against each other in CYO basketball. So it it just shows how important the early programs are in um, sports, you know, to, to build stronger and, you know, more successful years, you know, in throughout high school and everything. Mm -hmm. You scored 1,182 points, almost 1,200 points during your time over at Mamaroneckai on the basketball court. You were all county for four years. You also starred in field hockey, too. I did. I did. I loved, I I really, actually really loved field hockey. It was great. You were a three-sport star and every season star at that time. I was a pitcher and a first baseman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What was your favorite sport out of the three? Basketball. Basketball out of the three. You know what? When I played CYO as a child, my mother was my coach. And my mother mm-hmm. passed away three years ago, unfortunately. And, um, and she was my biggest supporter. And she was an amazing coach. And I feel like all the all my skills as a coach and as a player, you know, started with my mother. So, um, And I, I really did enjoy basketball. However, as the years have gone on, softball has taken the turn. So, How tough was it to play for your mother? Oh, it was easy. My mother was a saint. My mother was wonderful. I mean, my mother was, you know, strict and organized and and very, um, such a positive woman. Um, But it was great. Did she, uh, my guess is she treated you probably tougher than the other players? A little bit. I I think, um, you know, there was such respect um, between us that, uh, yes, you're always a little harder. I coached both of my sons in basketball throughout Mm -hmm. CYO and travel and everything. And I think you're always a little on your own does that give a coach more credibility to the other players when the coach coaches their child at least as tough as if not tougher than everybody else that if my kid has to do this might be a good idea if you do this too I think the most important thing with a coach and my mother was great at it and I hope I'm just as good as you never want any player to feel any favoritism or any special treatment everyone is is equal no matter that the athletic ability or anything, I you know, and I, I do that with my teams too. Everyone is, is just as important as, as as the superstar on your team or the leading scorer or the, you know, the best pitcher you have. Everyone is equal because without everyone, you don't have a team. Mm-hmm. I grew up kind of the same way around the neighborhoods of New York City with my father coaching me and not only yeah. me, but my brother and all my cousins in every sport too. And he had a fine line to navigate to make sure that, Johnny boy wasn't perceived as the favorite. And I remember when our softball or baseball coach at a young age got basically kicked out by the team and the neighborhood selected my father to be the coach of our team. And I said, I think I'm not going to bat lead off the first week. (laughs) I did bat last as it turned out. And I can still remember more than 50 years ago how mad I was as he called the lineup out. Okay, I'm not batting first. I'm not batting second. I'm not going to hit in the middle of the lineup because I'm an on-base guy. Once we got after after number six, I said he did it. He he put me last, and he did. I was back to leading off the following week, but he made his point, obviously. Very fair. Mm -hmm. No doubt about that. So, you know. 
all the honors and the accolades you got through the years, as it turned out, you were teaching, you were coaching over at Rhineck. By 1985, you were over at Rhineck, and mm -hmm. that's where you started to leave your legacy at that time in the mid-80s. Did you coach basketball, too, at Rhineck, as it turned out, or just softball? No, I coached, I actually coached, um, I was hired to coach JV basketball. That was my initial. And I coached the varsity for over 10 years mm -hmm. of basketball, won a mm -hmm. couple of titles. My sister actually was my JV coach, which was so special. Um, I did coach modified field hockey at some point. I did uh, girls soccer, you know, so whatever, when I was younger, whatever they needed me to do, I did also, you know, mm -hmm. and I loved coaching. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter the sport, just get out there and coach. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You were named coach of the year by the Daily News one season back there in the 80s when you were coaching basketball yeah, also too yeah, at that great. time. Girls varsity basketball coach, your overall record was 151 and 49. Mm -hmm. One fair you coach, you coached more than 100 victories, more than losses over three or years as a basketball coach at Wynek League Championship, again named Coach of the Year by the Daily News. 1992, you started the Wynek Softball Skills and Pitching Clinics for girls grades two through six. Your current softball coaching record, you have more than 540 wins. Do you know the number off the top of your head at the moment? I do because my husband's a statistician. So I have, because I, it's uh, 546 wins and 195 losses. Mm -hmm. 546 career victories. They've all gone by fast, I guess, right? Oh, blink of an eye, blink of an eye. What, you're number four all time, fourth winningest coach in the state of New York, girls softball. Which victories stand out the most through the years to you? Um, I think it has to be um, in 98 when we went to the, um, we made it to the, um, to the, is it 98? Yeah. It, we made it to the state finals. But before that, um, we were uh, to get the section finals. Back then it was a two out of three. And we had, we were play, had played Briarcliff and, you played the first two games at the higher seeds that we were at right next. So we won the first game. We lost the second game. So we had to go to Briarcliff on that following Monday and we were the home team, but we were losing 12 to four. And then just suddenly we came back and we ended up winning 13 to 12 in the last inning. My pitcher hit a double. And before, I mean, this is a cute story. Um, before I could get out to hug my pitcher, her mother beat me out to second base you know, I mean, after everyone scored, obviously. So that was one of the ones. And I think another favorite is um, in 96, my youngest child was born and I was pregnant throughout the season, um, gave birth on May 13th. And we went to the state finals then too. So on the bus ride up here, I had, you know, I had all my girls and my little baby and the girls were great. And, it, and I think it just showed the girls too, how you could do everything as a woman. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was just, it was a joyous occasion. Fortunately, we didn't win, but it was just amazing to get up there. How tough is it to get up there? You hear stories all the time in every sport. It's Very really tough. tough to get there. Very so tough. act as if you might never be here again. Make the most of it in every way. How tough is it it's to get there to the state there, championship? The best of the best. And, you know, you know, and, and Rhineck is, a, is an amazing place to coach. But, you know, we're a small school. So maybe the 13 girls or 14 on your team maybe, you know, two or three play travel or four, and then you're building, you know, that around, you know, when you get up to the States, a lot of the teams, you know, they all play travel or they're all, you know, sports specific. So, but, you know, we were competitive. I mean, it was, it was an, an amazing experience. 
Does good fortune play a role along the way? Some luck break or two here and there sometimes? Absolutely. And also, you know, what's a, uh, you know, my husband and I are great, like fact people or whatever. We won a, um, we won a section champion in class D, C, and B. So I think that's a pretty cool stat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's the other, a lot of luck too. It's, it depends on your enrollment, where you are in the, um, you know, which leagues you're competing in, the section. So, you know, mm-hmm. a lot goes on. You talked about moving around to the different classes and categories. A lot of people don't understand this, that it's not your choice where you go. No, no, you are assigned no. based by school population every year. And that yeah. kind of changes every year for a lot of schools. A lot of what we saw in football this year, teams mm-hmm. like Greeley from Chappaqua and Poughkeepsie, who are always much higher, played at a lower level this year, took part in an independent league with the Edgemonts and the Irvingtons. and. Right. Magnuses and teams like that all depends upon school population and how many kids are in the school mm-hmm. every year and you get moved around. You could be a double A one year and a C next year, double right. A being the highest and D lowest. I've seen that happen. Yeah. Kind of like what happened to the Poughkeepsie's and Greeley's of the world of this yeah. year in football. So, and you have to roll with the punches with that. every year. It is too, what right? it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of adjustments being made every year when that happens too, because you have to learn all different teams, all new teams, and so many new players every year when that happens mm-hmm. too. Whereas if you're a Mount Vernon or a White Plains, you're always going to be basically right. a double A, and you know the same kids, the same sports every year for four years, basically. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So coaching, not only coaching, but scouting becomes a big factor in all this too. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jones Pettavino will be inducted into the Westchester Sports Hall of Fame on Wednesday, November 17th. Glen Island Harbor Club in New Rochelle. Jones Pettavino, one of the all-time greatest girls softball coaches in New York State history, ranks fourth all-time in victories, a legendary girls basketball coach also in Westchester and in Section 1-2. In softball, you've won 17 league titles over at Rynek and six Section 1 championships, like you pointed out, in three classes does it all become a big blur to you after a while, all the wins and all the success? No, I think it just brings so much joy. Um, you know, I've, I've coached with my husband now for 27 years, I think it is, yeah. And um, both of my sons were my assistant at some point. So, I, you know, we've, it's been a real family affair, too, as I mentioned mm-hmm. before, my son started with me and and then many of my JV coaches modified have been former players or you know so it, it just kind of comes for full circle you know and, and you know we've maintained so many relationships with our former players um so many weddings we've both gone to baptisms um my uh, veterinarian is the former player you wow. know another police officer I mean I'm just so proud of all these girls and, and, and the accomplishments you know, off the field. I mean, you know, Frank is, is great. He tells the girls, you know, we're giving you a doctorate in life. It's not just a softball world, but you know, you become a family and you become a, you know, sounding board for each other. And, um, you know, so it's, it's just, it is a blur because it's gone so quickly, but it's so wonderful. And, you know, I, I am so humbled about being inducted into the hall of fame. I, I, words can't express how, how honored I am. And I get a little teary. So we'll get used to that on the 17th, but now you have your husband who works with you and your sons, like you've pointed out, you've worked all together with for a while now. You make the final call on everything. I'm sure you get a lot of suggestions, but everything in the end comes through you. Whatever you say goes. I think right? I vocalize it at the end. I think the, 
there, there's many people making the final call and uh, you know, I live in a house with all men, except for the dog is a, is a, is a female, thank goodness. So um, the men have a lot to say, but you know, it's, 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 we, you know, we discuss it. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not a dictatorship by all means. It, it's really, and you know, and I'm always open to listening to the girls too. If something is, you know, if they have a question or a suggestion or something, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Like now, here I think is one of the outstanding things about what you've done through the years and what it's all about. You've been named Coach of the Year, selected Coach of the Year 18 times by your coaching peers. 18 times by your coaching peers. I would think that's a record probably in any sport that might stand forever. Well, again, um, just, you know, over the years, you develop so many friendships with the coaches and with the umpires and with, you know, everyone involved. And it's very, it's, it's really an honor to be recognized like that by your peers. It really is. And um, I have coached against some amazing, amazing people, not just on the field, off the field. And, you know, I don't know if you know, I'm president of the uh, softball section one. Right. Association. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that board has worked so hard to, um, you know, just, just, bring softball up to the next level. So it's, it's really wonderful and an honor, such an honor. Mm-hmm. And you're also the president of the Marinette Larchmont Athletic Association too. So mm-hmm. you got a lot of, you got a lot of hands out there and a lot of different yeah. pies <laughs> with everything you do. No doubt about that. You were inducted into the Marinette Hall of Fame in 2006 in the New York State Softball Hall of Fame. Class of 2021, did that induction happen yet this year or is that That did, still that happened. It was in Herkimer, New York in June. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, that was such an honor also. This is truly an award-winning year for you. It is. It's, it's an it's incomparable year with all the incomparable I, I years and seasons. You, like, yep, yep. A memorable year for Jones Bettafino, no doubt. You formed a family throughout the Maranek, throughout the Rhineck community, throughout the Sound of Short area, through the decades, all these different sports, all the victories, all the kids have gone on to greater accomplishments, and you and everybody who works with you have helped them do that. To young people coming up, and you've worked with thousands through the years, to young people on the way up, what kind of advice do you give them? Because we all know it's not just about wins it's not just about losses. It's about how you react to those wins, how you react and learn from those losses and how you apply all of that. And that's, to me, sports is the great equalizer about all this. When people say to you, John, you know, you're so into sports, you act like it's life and death. And you try to tell them it's not just about the numbers. It's not about the wins. It's not about the losses. It's about plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D, plan E. What do you impart to all the young people who have come your way through the years and continue to impart to them? Well, a couple of things. First, I, I think you need to be in a, in a job and a profession that you love because you're going to do it a long time and you want to be able to go to work or to coach, go to coach and, and you know, love going, number one. Number two, I think, um, you know, always putting your best self forward. You put that right neck uniform on, you put any uniform on, you are representing not just yourself, but a whole community. And I, I just have always instilled that in the girls about representing yourself and your community. And, you know, number three, be passionate, be, you know, accept, accept a win, accept a loss in the same way. You know, I mean, it, it is, yes, we all know it's, it's great to win, but there have been some major losses in, our, in my life, you know, both on and off the field that you, 
you just learn to, you know, learn from it and grow and, 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 you know, handle things. So, you know, I hope, you know, I hope always that, and the girls all know, sorry about the phone, um, you know, they have me to reach out to, and, and it's important to reach out to people that you know can help you. So, mm-hmm. I had to learn, and my father had to teach me this, that you can't win every game, no matter what. That's not possible. There are things to take from the games we don't win and the plays we don't make. And I didn't make all the plays. I admit that, too. And that, I think, is one of the keys to life about sports, that mm-hmm. you don't win every game, you don't win every situation, but you have to rebound and bounce back for the next time around and every time around after that. And you got to keep that positive attitude and keep That's it right. going because without that, you can't get anywhere. No, you cannot. You're absolutely right. You're going to just give up and, and, you know, not be motivated and just not give your best. You might as well not play because that's not what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Give your best every time and let the chips fall where they may. That's right. Jones Pettifino, one of the all-time greatest softball coaches in New York State history, fourth all-time in victories, a legendary also women's girls basketball coach in Westchester County and one of the all-time great girls basketball players, and any type of basketball player, girls and boys combined in the history of Westchester County and New York State. Joan will be inducted into the Westchester Sports Hall of Fame on November 17th. That's a Wednesday night over at Glen Island Harbor Club in New Rochelle. Joan, our congratulations to you. Thank you for joining us here today on Westchester Talk Radio. It'll be an honor for me to be part of your special night that night on November 17th, and we'll see you soon. All right. And continued success with the Rhineck Panthers. Thank you. Thank you very much. I know I'm going to guess that maybe some of the girls might get together for next season soon. Oh, yes. January, we'll be starting our little work. I thought so. so. I'd like to let them get going in their basketball season before I, you know. Mm -hmm. What's the message to the girls now? Happy holidays and be ready to work in January. Start running and see you soon. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. it's, Be working it's, out in your own way now, right? Get ready yeah, now in your no, own way. No, they're great. They're really yeah. great. And so I'm very fortunate to have, you know, such wonderful girls. So, Joan Spedafino, our thanks to you. Here on Westchester Talk Radio, the Sports Report, I'm John Marino, produced by Shark Creative, made possible by Robeson Oil, the house that service built by Lipolis Electric, don't be left in the dark. Get Lipolis by Hightower, Westchester. Managing your wealth through a fiduciary standard by White Plains Hospital. By Michael Labriola, landscape design and construction of our monk. And by Tompkins, Mayor Pack Bank. Here at Westchester Talk Radio, we have a new app. Download it. It's called Westchester Talk. Take us with you anywhere and everywhere you go and catch all of our programming. Westchester, Rockland, Putnam, Duchess, Orange, and Fairfield County Talk Radio. It's all on our YouTube channel, Shark Creative YouTube. You're listening to Westchester Talk Radio. Powered by Shark Media, a division of Shark Creative. And made possible by Entergy, Indian Point Energy Center. Visit safesecurevinyl.com.